The EPL show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by MyBookie.ag. Right now to honor football, MyBookie is offering up to $1,000 in free bets using the promo code SGP. That's right, $1,000 in bonus bets on your first deposit when you use the promo code SGP. Play, win, get paid at MyBookie.ag. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. That's right, 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the promo code SGP. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers and they make it super easy to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. <laughs> This is the EPL show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGB Network. Follow me on Twitter at LockBetting and check out my website, LockBetting.com. Just before I start, I want to let you know there is a special edition of the Fight Show available right now where this weekend UFC 244 will go down and of course Canelo Alvarez fights against Sergey Kovalev. Both of those fights are broken down quite significantly on the fight show and um, we make predictions for both of those or I make predictions for both of those. So make sure you go and check those out. The Fight Show picks this year are 25 and seven. Well, that's not this year, actually. That's from since uh, the fight show became a show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. So the entire record thus far is 25 and seven. So that should be encouragement enough to go and check that out. And um, obviously, I think you guys will probably be UFC and boxing fans. If not both, you'll definitely be uh, a fan of one of them. So make sure that you go and check that out and win money this weekend on combat sports. Let's start here with the game between Bournemouth and Manchester United. First of all, before we do that, last week was an amazing week for us. We went 8-2 and two with our picks. We've had a lot of 8-2s and twos this season. The overall picks on this show have been very, very good. The locks, not so much, especially compared to last year, of course, where um, we really set the bar probably too high by going 47-11. and 11. I think the... Um, the results of the, the year before gave us more of a realistic target when I went 25 and, and 13, whereas um, 47 and 11 almost makes it impossible to compete with. But we have now pushed too clear with our locks for the first time this season as we sit on eight and six. So um, hopefully we can build on that and move forward and uh, build up a significant lock differential uh, away from uh, 500. I would hate to go back to 500 and drop um, that many locks in order to bring that back. And of course, I'm obviously uh, open and transparent. I understand that we are not picking picks here at uh, minus 110, minus 110, or even money or things of that nature. Sometimes we do take things 
at shorter odds, uh, and obviously everything is mostly at um, f- odds on odds. But um, sometimes we do think take things a lot shorter than that, as in closer to the minus two hundred mark. So, in order for these locks to even be at a break even level, we would need to move significantly ahead. So we're talking uh, four to five locks ahead of five hundred in order for this to be a profitable venture therefore i really do still need to improve those i'm not happy at all sitting on eight and six for these locks and uh, we'll be looking to build on that in the coming weeks as uh, we now have a better grip on the premier league we've certainly had an excellent month on soccer if you guys have been listening to the champions league shows as well i've been winning on those as well in fact of from the weekends and midweeks thus far this year um, we've only had one losing weekend so we've won on every single midweek especially the last one in this european midweek um i posted out uh, a tweet on that if you check out the lockbetting.com uh sorry not lockbetting.com at lockbetting twitter account you'll see a tweet i posted out from from uh, a message sorry that i got from one of my members but it's been posted out as a tweet as to um how good the midweek was for the european show the european show is of course available at lockbetting.com if you go over to lockbetting.com you will get that it's a similar show to this we pick out a selection of fixtures from around europe um so we don't have to just we're not limited to one league where we just have to pick for everything from one league like we do on this show which is incredibly tough but we still managed to do quite well at it, in my opinion that's well, not my opinion it's a fact but um in the european show we have all of the leagues of europe and we can condense that down to eight and ten eight to ten games that we really really love so it's a very very profitable show for us the lot record on that show this year currently sits at nine and three so i think that gives you an indication as to uh, how good that show actually is speaking of who a team that have been good lately man united three wins in a row away from home although be it like one of them was at parts in belgrade in the europa league with a uh, makeshift team that managed to grind out a win there with one shot on target which was a penalty so it didn't really get off to the best start since then they've They've got two wins that I would consider to be significant, knocking Chelsea out of the cup in the last 16 and getting yourself an easy quarterfinal draw is significant because Manchester United could be heading now towards a, a cup final, which would be really good for the club. And then before that, last weekend in the EPL, as predicted on his show, they got themselves an away win against Norwich, which could have been six or seven goals had Man United been able to take a penalty. So they look very good in that game. The front three are back, Martial, Rashford and James, and that makes a significant difference as I always thought it would do. Going into this game against Bournemouth, they are short price favourites here at five to four. Uh, Bournemouth are nine to four, and it's five to two to draw. Usually, I wouldn't take United as as um, as away favourites here, uh, given their away record, uh, and they hadn't won a game since March until they won against the uh, Parts and Belgrade. Lately, they've looked good, and lately Bournemouth have looked poor. Bournemouth haven't scored a goal for four and a half hours of football. They had a 1-0 loss against Arsenal, a 0-0 against Norwich, and another 0-0 at Watford last week. I don't know what's happened to this team because they were an automatic overbet for, for so long. And all of a sudden, um, not only are they starting to... Uh, 
cash unders, but they have cashed them for three weeks in a row. There's obviously some kind of problem here, and this could be good timing for Manchester United to catch this team and get their fourth away win in a row. So despite the fact that it's short, I am going to lean with my own team here because I just think they're going to have too much pace up front um, to, to beat this Bournemouth team, especially if Bournemouth aren't putting up anything at the other end. And I don't automatically see things being fixed to the point where Bournemouth can come uh, come into this game and score two, three goals. And I do think that they'll need two, three goals to beat Man United because I certainly fancy Man United to find a net a couple of times here against this Bournemouth team who, despite the fact they have actually um, not been scoring, they've only conceded one goal in that time as well. So maybe they'll be more defensively solid. Perhaps the under... Um, which you wouldn't ever think you'd play in this game does appeal and I think obviously uh, the bookies have adjusted their price in terms of uh, in terms of to coordinate with Bournemouth's recent form because an under in this game would usually be bigger than two to one odds I would guarantee you because you'd automatically be looking at these two teams and, and in most Bournemouth teams you'd be looking at a, a pretty attacking game but in this game the under is only available at 11 to 10. So nowhere near the two to one. And um, as I said, that certainly has factored in how Bournemouth have been performing lately. Therefore, the value on that, I would say, is completely gone. Moving on to Saturday at three o'clock. And geez, our Arsenal in a must-win situation or what? Uh, squandering a two-goal lead against Crystal Palace at home last weekend, generally being poor throughout most of this season and then losing against Liverpool's kids in the cup where Arsenal put out about five first-team players and had Lacazette on the bench and uh, they were beaten after being ahead in that game numerous times by two goals. I remember it being 3-1, I remember it being 4-2 and they were even leading 5-4 in injury time and still managed to blow that and then they, their kids beat Arsenal on a penalty shootout. Unai Emery is in a mass and is on a massive, massive hot seat. Um, he doesn't even have a captain at this club, doesn't have any organization. And um, there's big, big, big rumors of uh, Jose Mourinho coming in. What's funny is is that we never really looked at Arsenal too much in the next manager market. We were really focusing on the Pochettino, on Solskjaer, on um, on Silva. And I still think in the end it will be Silva who goes next. I think Marco Silva, for me, is still the favourite and he's still the man on the biggest hot seat in football. And um, if we look at the odds here in terms of um, who's the next manager to go, it is still Silva who holds that position despite the fact that Mourinho is being linked to Arsenal and despite the fact that this club is a massive cluster clusterfuck at the moment. Um Actually, it's Ralph Hasenhutl. I forgot about that completely as I was actually bringing the market up. Ralph Hasenhutl last week went to went to um, eight to thirteen favorite. He's now sitting at even money. I don't disagree. I don't agree with that. I don't think he's on a hot seat at all. I still think it's Marco Silva. That's why my clients were giving Marco Silva last week at five to one before they lost to Brighton, and now he's come all the way down to two to one. But Unai Emery now sits in third place at nine to one. A lot of the heat is off Solskjaer with, with, a, with that away record. Now he moves all the way out to sixteen to one with Steve Bruce ahead of him. Mauricio Pochettino there still holding firmly at ten to one, but. What's happened this year is that um, when these guys start to be heavily rumoured to lose their jobs, 
they have been able to pull out results. Um, Pochettino got that result against Red Star Belgrade. Man United have gone on a little run. Um, even Everton have um, had a couple of home wins. They had a 2-0 win against West Ham. And in midweek, they got themselves into a cup quarterfinal winning 2-0 against Watford so perhaps they are heat inducing wins and um, I think Arsenal in a similar situation here do somehow find a way to win this game it certainly won't be anything that I'll be locking up this week but I just think Arsenal may be able to find something in order to win this game desperately for their manager up next we have Aston Villa versus Liverpool where Aston Villa are the 7 to 1 underdogs at 17 to 4 to draw and it's 4 to 9 on Liverpool. I would like to take Liverpool here at um at under minus 200 if the opportunity presents itself and that would obviously fall into lot consideration. I do feel that Villa are a little bit tailor made here for Liverpool in terms of um they're they're an attacking team that um that have surprised me this season because I didn't think that they would be an attacking team, but they've managed to to put up goals. They've managed to get the wins that I feel that already put them safe in, in this table. So I think they'll approach this as a little bit of a free hit when it's possibly a better idea to sit in a little bit more defensively and, uh, and try and nick this game, much like they did earlier on in the season where they almost got a win against Tottenham when they were 1-0 up and in the end ended up blowing that to lose 3-1. I think that would possibly be the better tactic here, but... I do feel they're going to try and go at Liverpool because that's what the, the expectations are of this um, big Villa fan base. And uh, I think they'll probably get picked off and, and lose this game. It's difficult here for me to really find a bet that I love Liverpool and not keeping clean sheets at the moment. Um, and at the moment, they're playing with Lovren at the back, which doesn't really instill me with the greatest confidence. So I would narrowly lean towards Liverpool and both teams to score here, which is available at two to one. But... Um, Liverpool may be decent for, for parlay picks this weekend and that would be really where I would go with this one no real uh, strong pick on that other than Liverpool winning Brighton against Norwich sees Brighton as a 7-10 favourites it's 14-5 the draw and it's 18-5 on Norwich for me this one's relatively easy Brighton in their last few home games have seen themselves pick up victories against Tottenham and Everton here they face a Norwich team in, in free-for-all who have gone on to beat Manchester City but have lost every game since other than a 0 nil at Bournemouth so uh, I think Brighton here have a real chance in his six-pointer to get themselves further away from the relegation zone and I think that they'll do that here in this game up next you get Manchester City versus Southampton where in midweek in the cup Manchester City were under minus 200 uh, to cover a minus one handicap and we were all over that we we had that parlayed in with Leicester City uh, my clients had that parlayed in um, with Barcelona on a handicap handicap market and uh, all of a sudden the league match happens and we see Manchester City at minus 400 here to cover the handicap and um, at minus two goals is available at four to six. Obviously, the, the game market offers no value with Manchester City being the um, one to 11 favourites here. Nine to one to draw and 25 to one on Southampton. So I am going to go for that minus two. I think um, it got covered in midweek where Man City had a few more fringe players playing. Now everybody will come back. Uh, Southampton's last game saw them lose 9-0 to Leicester. And uh, I don't think that they'll be able to stay within a goal of Manchester City here. 
So I'll be taking the minus two handicap. In fact, obviously it's safer, I would say, to take this on the Asian handicap line, uh, which is more closer to minus 200. Uh, that's if you obviously want to be on the safe side of things because in order to cover a minus two handicap, which is a minus 2.5 Asian handicap, you would need City to win this by three, which is more than they did in the midweek. But I still think that you'll be okay with that one. Up next, we have Sheffield United versus Burnley, where Sheffield United is 6-5 to five favourites and 9-4 to draw, and it's 12-5 to five on Burnley. Burnley were handily beaten last week by, by Chelsea. The scoreline is deceptive because they were 4-0 down before they scored those two goals. Um, they are a team that can actually switch off completely once they feel like they've got themselves into a safe situation, and I don't think that last week's game represented a switch-off, and I think if we do see a switch-off, it will be in spots like this. Um, Sheffield United are a team who have managed to, to beat Arsenal at home and uh, last week I correctly predicted that they would get something from their game against West Ham I correctly analysed that um, Pellegrini I found this this bit at press conference which, um, which saw the West Ham manager talking about Sheffield United and it didn't really match up with um, with the way that Sheffield United plays stylistically uh, I've seen Sheffield United a lot this season as they're a team that I tip to be relegated and they're not the team that I thought they'd be I thought like him that they would be this uh, direct team who are tough and rugged and work hard and get the ball in the box they're not that at all yeah obviously they do work hard but they have got talent they have got skill and they do play good football and um I would take them here in this home spot. Um, I'm not confident about it, but I would probably move it over to the draw no bet market instead. Obviously, that gets voided if it's a draw. And uh, I think that would be the best way to take Sheffield United in this spot. And you can get that one at 8 to 13 odds. Speaking of West Ham, they are next. They take on Newcastle at home, where they are the four to five favourites to win this game. It's 13 to five the draw, and it's 10 to three on Newcastle. Newcastle have done okay this season. I thought that they would be more uh, more cut adrift from the rest because I wasn't enamoured with the Steve Bruce appointment. Neither were many of the supporters. But I do feel that with them sitting just outside the relegation zone with nine points in 10 games, that's enough for them to stay up. I think Norwich and Watford are in big trouble, especially with the way Norwich have been playing lately. And of course, Southampton, when you lose 9-0, they have to be in the conversation. But above them is Newcastle and then above them is Everton. Everton, it's not acceptable for them to be sitting in 16th place at all. And uh, I do think in the end, one of Burnley, Brighton or Aston Villa will possibly join this, this relegation conversation and maybe even Sheffield United still. I mean, I know they're all the way up there in eighth place at the moment on 13 points, but I'm not sure how long that they can sustain this good start that they've had. But um, Newcastle, they've been very good at home, obviously picking up the win against Manchester United. I think that will be the main place they pick up points. I'm not expecting them to pick up too much on the road, even though they have got an away win against Tottenham. Um, and especially not in London, where Newcastle were notoriously bad. But as I said, just a second ago, they have picked up a win against Tottenham. I feel West Ham do need a win. I feel that they've... Um, kind of been a little bit mediocre lately and just kind of been coasting along especially since that win against Manchester United they haven't got a win since they were thumped by Oxford 4-0 they then drew 2-2 at Bournemouth they were then beaten at home against Crystal Palace in a game they were leading they then lost 
at Everton 2-0 in a game they didn't turn up in and last week they let a lead go against um, Sheffield United so they I feel are a situation where they are in a must win situation here in order to um, get their season back on track and I think there's good value on them here at 4-5 in fact if you shop around for this West Ham game and I'm going to use um, odds checker here and of course there's odds uh, odd shark over in the states you will find a better odd better you will find better odds sorry than this than this four to five on West Ham uh, to win this game in fact you can get them at 10 to 11 uh, in some places five to six is the more commonly available better odds uh, the four to five that I quoted is also commonly available as well um, I have them here at marathon bet the 21 to 25 uh, 100 pounds on that will return you 184 um, but that's that's a little bit worse than, than the 10 to 11 the 10 to 11 um, is really only available at uh, Betfair at the moment on the Betfair exchange and um, at Matchbook as well here. So just two bookies here in the UK carrying that at 10 to 11. But obviously all there is better prices available than the four to five. I'd be definitely looking at West Ham in that market and uh, and in that price. Watford versus Chelsea goes down on Saturday afternoon late afternoon game um Watford are the four to one underdogs three to one the draw and eight to 13 on Chelsea Chelsea's seven game run ended this week and that's good because I think that makes me like them more here in this situation um I don't think Watford's first win of the season is going to come against Chelsea um they're still just struggling here uh, and although they've had a few draws draws are not going to get them out this relegation zone they're going to need a win here they've had five draws and five losses and I think they're staring down the barrel of another loss here against the Chelsea team who yes they lost to Man United in a cup but they did end up resting a lot of players and those rested players will be back here for this midweek game against Watford a team that were knocked out in midweek by Everton and I think this is a good situation here to take Chelsea and this one for me will be under lot consideration Everton versus Leicester uh, sorry Crystal Palace versus Leicester is the Sunday afternoon game so weird game on to, to put on TV but I guess it's down to uh, the scheduling is down to the fact that people have realised that Leicester are a good team worth watching and they're a real top four contender as well for me this season and they always were if you guys remember I was one of the people that was talking about Leicester way, way back before the season even started. Uh, last season, I identified their team as being um, strong enough to have uh, a load of players and a lot of combined 11s. And I looked at Chilwell being the left back at most Premier League teams. I looked at Vardy being able to get in as the striker. I looked at Tillemans being a key player if they were able to sign him. James Madison being a key creative player. And of course, last season, they had Harry Maguire, who's a centre-back that would play for most Premier League teams. Maguire is, of course, gone but the, the signing of Tillemans has been made permanent uh, this back four is strong with Pereira and Chilwell as the fullbacks Johnny Evans is a competent defender Pete Schmeichel uh, Kasper Schmeichel sorry is a top class international keeper uh, we all know about Tillemans I've spoke about him throughout the season I think he's one of the best midfielders in the world in that position and he's young as well as is Madison Madison is unbelievable creative player he's created a ton of assists this season his free kick last week against Southampton was just great and of course Jamie Vardy continues to score and I like Leicester to continue winning here in this spot here at 11 to 10 it is a little bit short um, possibly a reaction to what happened last week and, and Leicester's current league position but I still like them to win I'm not entirely put off with the price um, possibly wait 
a little bit in play here for this one. But with all, with all the goals in them that Leicester have, that will be a risk because it wouldn't surprise me to see Leicester start fast and score in the first 10 minutes. So look around for something better than 11 to 10. Possibly take this at plus 120, plus 125 if you can find it. But I do think Leicester grind out another win here on Sunday. The final game this week and... Um, I would say narrowly the the game of the week is um, Everton versus Tottenham where Everton are available 17 to 10, 5 to 2 to draw and 6 to 4 on Tottenham. I think it's a perfect game, perfect, perfect game to put on TV because these are two of the managers on a massive hot seat, two of the biggest underachievers this season. Um, Marco Silva, if he gets the win, it will alleviate a lot of pressure because this is a big scalp and it will put more pressure on Pochettino. Whereas if Tottenham win, um, it will put them it'll put Everton in further trouble for me this is all the markings of a draw here in this one with two teams being in in both in such a big situation where they need wins in order to alleviate pressure on their managers often these things can peter out into a draw especially as it's Tottenham who are the superior team traveling to Everton therefore Everton have the home advantage which obviously evens this fixture out which um, which is obviously reflective in the odds which is obviously why I'm sort of leaning towards a draw here um, I haven't really picked both teams to score very much this week I was very high on it last week I remember and it was definitely a good bet for us because both teams did score in most of the Premier League games last week whereas uh, this week I've been a little bit limited on it but I think that these two teams are defending pretty poorly this season compared to what we expected. And Everton actually started quite well defensively. If you had the, some Everton players in fantasy, they were keeping some clean sheets for you. But lately, that has really petered out, and it certainly has for Tottenham. Therefore, I like the both teams to score here at 4-6 to six as well. But for a big outsider bet, I'd probably be looking at a draw in this one. Closing out with the lock dog parlay portion of the show. Um... The lock is tough. Only really two that came into consideration. It's um, I'm not going to take Arsenal, uh, even though they are the team that need to win the most this weekend. And of course, we just talked about the Everton-Tottenham uh, game as well. Two teams in must-win situations, but I do think that their needs kind of counteract each other. Therefore, it really just, for me, came down to West Ham not winning for a while and facing a good situation here against Newcastle or Chelsea getting back on track against a very poor Watford team. And I have leaned towards West Ham winning this game. Um, I just feel Chelsea's too much of of an obvious pick. And um, whereas I'm really on the fence about both of these two situations, I am leaning West Ham here at this price of uh, 10 to 11 best price and uh, it gives you a lot of value and I just feel that um, Newcastle have already been to London this season and won it was a big upset it was one of the two wins that they've had this season and uh, I just can't see them doing it again I think West Ham who haven't really been talked about as being a team that um, have underperformed this season all of a sudden if they if they slip up in this situation here at home to Newcastle, you can start once again talking about them being underperformers. And they sort of moved away from that after starting the season with a massive defeat at home to Manchester City. They had a couple of big wins throughout the season, including that one that I went to against Man United. And since then, they haven't had a win. And this seems like a good spot for them to do so. But I also do like Chelsea as well. So don't be surprised to see that popping up for members if you are a member to the member for the lockbetting.com Patreon page for the 
the dog play this week. I'm going to go with that draw. I'm going to play that draw on the Everton-Tottenham game. I think that's a good situation to take a draw. Um, the needs of both teams is obviously high. And um, I've been very good lately at picking out draws. I've been doing it regularly over on the um, over on the score lines. Uh, predictions that I do over on sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Last week, I correctly picked out three out of four draws in the Premier League last week, or I picked four draws and there were only three, but um, I had all three of them as draws. So um, looking to hit another draw this week, and I think there'll be one here in this Everton-Tottenham game. As for the parlay... This one is tough. I'm going to take Chelsea, though, in the parlay. I didn't take them as a lock, but I will take them in a parlay. And I'm simply going to pair them up with Liverpool. If you take 100 on that double, you will end up winning yourself £230. Uh, I do like that return. I do like that bet. I do think that both of these teams managed to win on the road in the Premier League this weekend. So that's Chelsea and Liverpool. That concludes this edition of the EPL show. Of course, as I already mentioned, the Champions League show is available. Sorry, the fight show is available right now. Just head over to the feed and you'll see that the fight show has been done and it's available for you to listen to. The Champions League show will be available on Monday as we head into match day four or game week four of the Champions League with some teams looking like they're on the verge of recovery. Inter Milan desperately got a much needed win against Dortmund last week. Uh, Tottenham managed to get a win against Red Star Belgrade and Real Madrid won at Galatasaray so some of those big teams have alleviated the danger will they able to be will they be able to continue that and um, put themselves get themselves one foot into the next round we'll be previewing that on the Champions League show on Monday and of course the European show available now at lockbetting.com that's it from me good luck with all of your bets as always and thanks for listening Finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.